Today's episode of the Spring Hills Podcast, we're doing something. Hey, uh, oh. get, hey I got it. Okay, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Spring Hills, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. My name is Brennan. Welcome, welcome. And then we have welcome, Andrea welcome. here. Uh, yeah, so we're doing things a little bit interesting today. We're going to be interviewing Garrett. He obviously can't interview himself. So. I could. Mm-mm. I well, could have done it. You could have. You could, but I'm not going to. It might be a little conceited, and I don't know if that's a look you want. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this will be better. Uh, so did you pick out a theme song for me? Because if anybody's listened to this, they know that the theme song. So <laughs> yeah. you've got something special for me. Yeah, but I don't. Great. I don't actually know if people are going to expect it. So okay. Yeah. Well, maybe after the maybe after they uh, hear the theme song and then they hear more about me, maybe they'll they'll understand it. Yeah. Might work. <laughs> okay, go ahead, guys. I'll try not to step on your interviewing. Great. Sounds good. So you oh wait, wait, wait. I'm already gonna step on your interviewing. <laughs> yeah, wow. So no way that lasted no time no at all. Way it lasted four seconds. No, what it we're was not even four seconds. What we're doing is we're doing all the one on one interview. All you do is interview. interrupt people. I, that's all you do is interrupt. That's me. why you tell me that I remind you of your daughter. That's true. Um that's true. <laughs> you're I remind you of a child, apparently. <laughs> uh no, the, what I was just gonna say was the one on one interviews. Uh, if you've listened to these before, it's not one-on-one, though. This is Andrea. You need to introduce yourselves. That was my point. Uh, oh, it's true. We give probably, some context of who you that. guys are. Great. They don't just know. Nope. I mean, our voices are pretty nope. famous. Yeah, I, f- I feel like our episode was the most liked <laughs> oh, yeah. episode. You know what? It was the worship, uh, the first worship podcast, Beyond the Stage, Brennan and Andrea. Yeah. So this yeah. is Andrea Burgess and Brennan Pryor. So they're going to interview me. And uh, yeah, go ahead, guys. Again, I'll try not to step on it. <laughs> Great. Sure. <laughs> Even though I've already sure. done it twice. Yeah, take, take two. <laughs> Yeah, so let's just, we'll start off with some pretty easy stuff. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family life growing up? Um, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So I'm from Turlock, California, the Central Valley, which Brennan, I know you're from also. Yes, I am. Uh, John Knapp is also from the Central Valley. Cowtowns, hey. as we like to say. Yes. Uh, so Turlock, California, where it's very hot. Today, actually, during staff meeting, John Knapp and I were blamed for the heat over the last three years here in Sonoma County that we brought it with us from the Central Valley. That's where um, it came from. Yeah, yeah that so that's our fault. Anyways, yeah, so Turlock, California. I was born and raised there. I uh, lived there except for in college. I lived there my entire life. I think, you know what? No, when I was like three, we lived in Colorado, but I don't really remember that. Hmm. But yeah, so Turlock, um, I got two siblings. I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. My brother is a school administrator in Sacramento. My sister is, uh, her and her husband run a physical therapy clinic or whatever you call it in (laughs) Interlock. They're in Turlock. So I'm a pastor's kid my whole life. I, my dad was a, was in ministry from the time, I think before he had any kids, he was in ministry. So like, that's all we know, uh, is being waking up at 6am on Sundays to get to church. Cause Mm -hmm. he was actually a worship pastor for a lot of his ministry career. And then he was a youth pastor as well. So, which as you'll find out, I'm sure I was a youth pastor. That was how I started. Mm-hmm. So, oh. yeah. So that's a little bit about it. I don't know. What else do you want to know? Yeah. What kind of kid were you? Were you oh, like always following the rules all the time? No, I didn't follow <laughs> rules. There's no rules that the rules could not hold me down. So this will explain. I, I was the kind of kid that would push the limit as far as you could without being like getting in a ton of trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of my dad's favorite stories to tell is when I was in junior high, there was the way that our schedule worked was my language arts class was two periods long. So I would be in that class extra long with this teacher. Now in seventh grade, my teachers hated me and I was at a really large junior high. So there was like, I mean, 2000 kids at our junior high. So 
very large school and these teachers despised me in class. They all really liked me out of class, Mm -hmm. but they hated me in class. So in eighth grade, they had told this language arts teacher, Mrs. Bonet, and I know that there's no way on earth that she's going to hear this, but she would probably laugh at this. When I was in eighth grade, I had, I was the class clown. I was very vocal. I was, I I basically was just like, everybody pay attention to me. Not in like a bad way. It was just kind of like, you guys can laugh out loud. You guys are laughing (laughs) silently. Well, I don't want to interrupt you either. This is very important because I do think you are currently still a class clown. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was this. I had this, uh, I, I basically, I had this tendency to interrupt, <laughs> no, which we already know. No way. <laughs> right. And Correct. during the first whatever month, six weeks of class, my teacher, Mrs. Bonet, hated me, did not like me whatsoever. And she, at, during the back to school night, she had all of our parents in this class and we were the last class of the day, every day. And she sat all the parents down That's and right. she said, I hate this class. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Your kids are the worst class that I've ever taught. I I dread this time of day every day. It's pretty bold. Wow, okay. that she is quite a statement. My my now I wasn't there. And you're this like is, the ringleader is, of this well, class. Well, and then she doesn't know whose parents are who in there. My dad <laughs> raises his hand and says, "Is there an instigator?" And she said, "Garrett Elliott." <laughs> and he said, "I'm Garrett's father. I'll be sitting in class with you guys for the next two weeks." Oh, no, okay. he sat oh, no. in class. No, he didn't oh. because. He came to he came home livid like you you're you've had detentions you've gotten yeah. in trouble for being the goofball whatever but this is too far now you've got a teacher <laughs> that despises you the other teacher that he had a few experiences with he got a call from he got a call from my band teacher when I signed up for <laughs> band in junior high and he said you can't let your kid be in band I don't want him in my class <laughs> oh my god wow. what were you um, doing. What? I was just, I was just disruptive. Like yeah. I wasn't, it was just that I would. That does sound So right. were you just like cracking jokes in the middle of like the lessons and stuff? No, or? it wasn't even that. It was just like I would make noise. Like I couldn't sit still. What kind of noises? Well, in band, I mean, I was a oh, drummer. Okay. Well, so like fair. I had a gong. Don't you give were a, a drummer Don't give band. 12-year-old Garrett a gong. We you all saw you during a little drummer boy. We know how That's you like the, I the love drums. That. that was, oh yeah. So, um, so Miss Bonet, she, every semester there is a, uh, an award that they give out to one student and it's called the top tiger award. Okay. And it's oh, the it's, top tiger and it's chosen. Each teacher gets to pick one student out of all of their classes. Okay. And so my dad said, Garrett, I'm going to come sit in class. I said, dad, give me two weeks to make her like me. And oh, so two weeks man. later, wow. my dad, he told her, he said, I'm going to give him two weeks. And then in two weeks, I'll re-meet with you. And so two weeks later he you goes and she over. said, I love your son. This is just two how, weeks later. Wait. So how did you change? So quickly, how did you do that? Uh, from you my memory, her. now this is 20 years ago, but from my memory, it was I became her protector. So when kids were messing around, kids were goofing off, I was the one to get them to stop talking and pay attention. That's and so interesting. That's a quick that's a, turnaround. That's a, that's I was, a I was motivated. So at the end of the semester, I got top the top tiger, tiger wow. from that it. teacher that told me, Three months earlier, that she hated my guts. Maybe so she was, just she saw you trying so hard. Does that tell you what kind of kid I was? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I ha- I do have a question yeah. because that I wanted to ask later, but it feels right now. So you did you were homeschooled though for a little bit? Yes. Um, so do you think that that plays into it? Like you finally had 
an audience or a crowd. You're an like with the people. Let's see. Um, You're a social so butterfly. Attention starved. Okay, so yes, I was homeschooled from first through fourth grade. I was social. I w- now I, my dad being a pastor, I was still around people at church. He was a pastor of a not a huge church, but a bigger church. So there's plenty of plenty of friends. Um, I started public school in fifth grade and immediately was just like people <laughs> and had a lot of, I begged my parents to let me go to public school. Um, my, both my brother and sister were homeschooled until junior high. And I was like, get me there sooner. Um, so then by, Did, were you disruptive in class at home? No. So my mom just learned how to motivate me. That was really all it mm-hmm. was. So I did all my schoolwork. I did it well. That way I could go play basketball yeah. and I would just be outside the rest of the day. So that was basically homeschool was, I was my, I think I was a good, I'd have to ask my mom. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know. Um, it's a little different than what the kids now with homeschooling, but uh, yeah. there wasn't the technology yeah. and stuff. So that's it was true. like very different. It is. Very- I was going to go outside and play basketball and hockey. And that was pretty much. So that that's actually, that's actually a great segue. Thank you. Uh, tell us about, obviously people know you're a sports guy. <laughs> yes. Wow. Sports guy. So tell us about some of the sports. Obviously you, you mentioned hockey, you mentioned basketball. Yeah. Hockey actually was the sport that I loved the most. I was going to, that was like my, my dream was to play hockey. Wow. Now, I don't think I've ever but heard you, you talk about to, hockey. You wanted well, to keep was, your teeth. Uh, well, I mean, ironically, I lost all my teeth in oh. basketball. <laughs> um, so, so I, that worked out well. Never mind. I loved the Mighty Ducks movies. And that Me was what, too. yes. And that's why I was like, I want to play hockey. And so there was this roller hockey league in Turlock and I played in that for a few years and I was, I, th- I don't know, I was young, but I think I was pretty good. Uh, I scored a lot of goals, but it was basically like I wanted to go play hockey. And then that league shut down, and that's where I shifted back to basketball. Oh, okay. So I am a very good skater, which is always surprising when people actually see me on ice skates. They're like, oh, you know how to skate. <laughs> Man, like I, I do, yes. Uh, I'm also, fun fact, with ice skates on, I'm like 6'9". I was going to say, so. that's, that's, that's true. Like really <laughs> tall huge. skater. Yes. That's yes. probably yeah. why. So, yeah, that was then basketball became my my thing and that yeah. was what I just played all through I didn't I didn't focus on anything any other sports after about fifth grade it was like basketball was all I was gonna do why did you so, like basketball um oh man I don't even know how to answer that I mean um, like more than other sports was it just like more accessible well I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't good at baseball <laughs> oh. so I was good on the defensive end I could not hit at all like when I was playing little league I was the last guy I was <laughs> hitting in the it's nine hard. spot. Um, had, I think there was one time where my coach told me I had the most strikeouts in the league. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's supposed uh, to be encouraging or like, what well, the- and he thought so. And <laughs> that made me never want to play baseball again. I was just like, fine, I won't play then. Um, Encouraged you to play so something else. He, yeah. I yeah. just focused on basketball from there. I, football. I was just never interested in um, soccer. I just didn't, care i wanted to be i also didn't want to be outside in 110 degree weather yeah so smart yeah, yeah. inside yeah. basketball was a winter sport i liked that yeah being in a gym the sounds yeah the squeaky shoes the, squeaky the ball shoes. bouncing did you have the pants though that the, 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 the tearaway, the tearaway yeah, pants the tearaway of pants? course i did what kid didn't I of course um yeah the tearaway pants were a big deal those were such a big deal <laughs> those were huge yeah Played basketball for one year and I and cannot picture that. Well, it's I played probably, basketball too. It's probably a good I, thing you didn't because I was horrible. I'm sure you were, but I did have the tearaway pants, so at least I did one <laughs> so thing right. You looked the then part. you fit right exactly. in. Exactly. I didn't right have in. the tearaway pants. That's probably why I wasn't good. Oh, Actually, yeah, remember yeah, I, you needed yeah, those. That's I, the I only made reason. One basket the entire season. Oh, you were that oh. kid. I was that kid. Yeah. And so I, uh, and I know that I know that this is this is going to be probably mentioned. I have a friend named Richie. 
And Richie, I talked into, now this is, Richie is like, uh, he, I'm going to make him listen to this. He probably won't, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to make him listen to it. Um, I talked to, he was a big football player. I, I shouldn't say big football player. He's not a big guy. He's a smaller guy, but, um, I talked him into playing basketball his senior year of high school and he scored one bucket all year <laughs> and everybody in the crowd went crazy because people like Richie. So he scores and everybody goes nuts. And he's just, he literally quit after that. Okay. He didn't <laughs> want to play any, like, anymore. It. He was Come like, on. I'm, I don't want to be that kid because he was like, I mean, he was a star football player. So now he's like the 15th guy on the bench on for basketball. He scores one basket. Everyone goes crazy. He's like, I don't want to be this kid. I'm, I'm quitting. And he just never showed up again. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, and I relate because I didn't yeah. play again after. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, just, not no. it's not fun. It's not fun if you don't. Yeah. That was the big thing with me. If I was, if I wasn't good at it and it's still, I mean, I'm not, totally that way but if i'm not good at it i'm like this isn't fun yeah. and I, yeah. I andrea as you know we've talked about the enneagram numbers i want to have fun yeah it's all about having just fun. have fun yeah, yeah. so um yeah. do you still play any sports yeah so i play basketball just in open gyms and stuff i yeah. play um basically just uh i take it easy yeah because i've had too many and as yeah. i mentioned got my teeth knocked out when i was younger i have four fake teeth from basketball uh i don't like I don't like getting injured, rolling ankles. I broke my back at one point. Um, and now that was prior to having kids. And now with kids, I'm like, you know what? There's more important things yeah. in life. <laughs> than uh, so I play man. basketball. Now, right now with COVID and stuff, I haven't played in a long time. Sure. But I do as much as I can. I'll play. Yeah. And you played all through college? Well, no, right? not all no? through college. Because of the injury? Um, no, that, no. So I played through high school and I had started, I went to a to Modesto Junior College. And I was going to play there. And then that was actually the reason I didn't stay there was because of uh, a conflict I had with the coach. Plus, I was really, I did not want to be around those guys. It was just a party group. So I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be around this. So that was my decision there was to take that semester off. And then I went down to Azusa where I walked on uh, or that w intended to play there for the rest of, of college and ended up getting really sick after my sophomore year before I ever was really involved in it and had to move home because I went from 195 pounds to 155 pounds in Whoa. a yeah. month. No good. Um, so I had like, oh. it was mono and a couple, I mean, just, you know, the chronic fatigue of mono and stuff. Yeah. You can't eat, yeah. you can't do anything. And then by the time I was like better, I had my tonsils out and was recovered I just couldn't keep up anymore. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't possible. I like went down to the CSU in Turlock, uh -huh. which I had been recruited by and I would have been able to play there as a freshman in college, no problem. But at that point I went down and practiced with them and it was just like, nope, no. can't do this anymore. So then yeah. from that point on, it just became recreational. Like we do intramural leagues and city leagues and stuff like that. And I had a, a group fine. of guys we played with for like five years. Mm -hmm. And so I got, still got to play, but never really panned out the way that I wanted it to mm -hmm. with college basketball. I want to know more about Richie. Okay. I've never heard you talk about him before. Yeah. The Brendan said that earlier too. He was like, who yeah. is this guy? Who yeah. is uh, Richie? Who is this guy? I really hope he listens to this. Uh, well, he has yeah, to now. He's, we've name dropped him like yeah, five times really already. Well, so. and the reason, the reason why it says here that there's a unique friendship with Richie is because there we are 30. I'm 33. He's 35. There has not been more than a day or two that's gone by in any one chunk of time where we haven't talked to each other. So we are Aww, constantly talking sweet. to each other. There's 
I mean, everybody's got their got their mm-hmm. best friend or whatever. There's uh, there's kind of a connection, I think, and it's 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 built around our humor. We have the exact same sense of humor. <laughs> if it's funny Uh-oh. to him, That'll it is it. funny to me. So yeah. like, if I find something funny, I will send it to him. He will think it's funny. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Like I, I'm like he will laugh at this. Um, and then basically through our childhood, we. I mean, we were in small groups together. We we played some sports together, even though he was good at different ones. Uh, and I talked him into playing basketball. I don't know. So with Richie, it's kind of hard to explain exactly. How'd you meet him? When did you become friends? Uh, I think I was eight when I met him. So his grandma wow. was my Awana leader. Do you guys know Awana? Yeah. No, what is that? Um, so it's a it's like a, a midweek um, program for first through I think sixth graders, maybe it goes, I mean, maybe more than that, but that was when I did it. And it was like, in, I think I was in third grade. His grandma was my Awana leader and he had just moved in with her from Oregon or something. So then I met him there and then we ended up at the same school. And then just from that point on, by the time he was in seventh grade, I was in sixth grade. It, we were inseparable. It was like, you didn't see, like if there was, there was ever a birthday party, he and I are showing up together. Like that's what's going on. And the funny thing is, is that as we got a little older, I kept getting taller. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see me and Richie standing next to each other, you don't expect us to be, oh, you guys are buddy. Yeah, he's bald. Um, and <laughs> oh, Poor wow. Richie. Wait, no, throw see, him under the butt. No, see, Richie, that's I the, don't blame you if you stop listening right now. <laughs> no, he'll think it's funny. Um <laughs> He'll just, he'll just text me. I mean, it's one of the, it's, we have a little bit of an insult relationship where we'll just insult <laughs> well, yeah, each other that's your humor. completely yeah. out of love. So yeah, that's, I mean, Richie, we, there's some stuff with Richie where it's like, we held each other accountable to some things and we were the reason why we switched schools in high school, which was mainly a spiritual reason of like, we needed to get out of the public school and went to a private school and it helped, helped me a ton. Um, I'd have yeah. to ask him a little bit more of like what, hit, what the effect was with him, but it was that kind of stuff where it was like, because we had each other, mm-hmm. we were more willing to make that move together. Um, just things like that. So it was just, I don't know. We were inseparable and good friends for a long time now. Yeah. We, we were roommates in college. Oh, nice. Uh, I love that. Yeah. That's at Azusa. Cool. So yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. You mentioned, um, that spiritual decision. So talk a little bit about your, your, uh, faith walk. Uh, kind of how that how that went from from your childhood to now. Did Andrea's thumbs up for your question distract no, you sorry. from your I question? Was just like, yeah, yeah nice. just a little bit, but it was also really reinforcing. Just so really I was just like, good thanks. At yeah. interviewing Positive him. reinforcement. So talk about what my yeah, like that, your, like your just my life. relationship with Christ as well, a, when I was a kid. Yeah, and and uh, up until now, you don't have to go into everything, of course, but just like how did that look? What yeah. was that process so like for you? I was, as I said before, I was pa- I was a pastor's kid, so I was in church my whole life. I I was. I, I remember very specifically the scenario of when I asked my parents, like, what does it mean to to be a Christian and ask Christ in your heart? I don't remember how old I was. I'd have to ask my mom. I think I was probably five or six. Yeah. Um, and I honestly don't know how much I really understood mm-hmm. the decision. And that's mm-hmm. often, I mean, that's, you know, my kids now, totally. they ask, I mean, my kid's five and he says, you know, like, well, Jesus lives in my heart now, you know, and that kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know if he really understands what, Christ did for him yet, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a, as a kid, I mean, I was, a I was very interested in memorizing like Awana. I was very interested in memorizing Bible verses. Um, oh, there's, this actually gives you another good, uh, glimpse into who I was, what I was like as a kid, my Awana leader when I was in fourth grade, 
grade, uh, he told my dad, <laughs> he's like, your, your kid is so disruptive <laughs> that I don't know if I can, I can't, te- I can't teach and I can't, I can't run this group with your kid and with your kid. So my dad <laughs> oh my comes God. to me and he says, what were you doing? Like, my dad people? comes to me and he says, Garrett, what are you doing? And I said, <laughs> Well, he told me I had three chances before I got in trouble. <laughs> so I use them all so up. So I use them all up. And that so my dad's valid. just like, oh, that's exactly the problem is you gave him a line yeah. and you let you showed him where the line was and he's going to go to that line. So that was basically what I was like. That's but anyways, yeah, so I, I was really good at memorizing verses. It was, uh, I was excited about that. Um, I, I mean, even now just memorizing things is easy for me. It's with most things anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, in junior high, got to be a little more serious about understanding what, what it meant to follow Christ. High school, I think there was times where I could feel myself being pulled towards a more, you know, kind of the party. Like my, my decision in, in high school that I mentioned was I was at a really big public school. So we were the third largest public school in California my freshman mm-hmm. year. Then my sophomore year between... I went to this basketball camp and it was uh, kind of a, a weird situation where they didn't have enough dorm rooms. This is at Santa Clara. Uh, so there, we didn't have enough dorm rooms for the basketball team. So my team got put in a hotel and then what, well, right. And you're, <laughs> yes. So, and here I am, I'm 14 years old. I'm in a hotel with a bunch of, or no, I'm so, sorry, 15 years old. I'm in a hotel with a bunch of 18 and 19 year olds. Cause I'm playing with the varsity team yeah. and 17, 18, 19 year olds. And there's the the coaches are on one side of the hotel and mm-hmm. the players are on the other. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's literally no chaperone. Uh-huh. There's no adults around. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. And that was basically me. I'm like, guys, we have a game at 730 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so me and one of my teammates, we literally just locked our hotel room door, went to bed and they stayed up and they'd. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what was going on, it's but it was even it's probably best. Yeah. not, yeah, not, not stuff that I wanted to be involved in. And so after that camp, I had gone to, um, not, it wasn't, it was put on by Hume Lake, but it was down in Ventura. Uh, it was like a, a extension of Hume Lake summer camps. So when I went there, there happened to be a bunch of kids from this other school, Turlock Christian that were at the camp with us. So Richie and I became really good friends with a couple of them. And as we were getting closer to them, they're like, you guys should come to Turlock Christian. And we're like, no. And I'm just thinking, no, I'm at one of the biggest schools in California. I'm playing varsity as a, as a 15, as a sophomore. Like I want to play basketball in college. Like that was my only thought. Yeah. A couple weeks later, I really just felt, and like I had gone to those basketball camps. My coach was telling me, he's like basically kind of constructing the team around me for the next three years, because it was like, you know, the seniors are going to be leaving and now we don't have that many young guys. So this is going to be, you're going to be the one that's going to be here for the next three years. Wow. You'll be the centerpiece. Yeah. And so I went over to his house. He's a uh, really good guy. Juan Alanis, again, probably won't listen to this, but um, really appreciate Juan because I went and sat at his house and I told him my decision that I'm going to leave Turlock High and I'm going to mm-hmm. go to Turlock Christian. And as the coach, I was kind of expecting him to be really disappointed in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as a Christian and as a pastor himself, um, he was very supportive of it, which was really big yeah. to me That's just awesome. that I yeah. had had that support. And then, of course, I had so much fun playing basketball at Trillard Christian. It wasn't – I knew I was giving up any sort of opportunity to, to for basketball to be a real thing because Trillard Christian was a really small school, yeah. and we weren't 
you know, I mean, we were good for the teams we were playing, but it wasn't like we were some great, great team, even though we're like, oh, we went undefeated in league for two years. It's like, yeah, but your <laughs> league is terrible. <laughs> so maybe if you played in a tougher league, you wouldn't have been been as uh, as good. But yeah, so I mean, the decision there was Richie and I had decided to go to Turlock Christian to to get away from, I knew I was going to be impressionable. So like, if I was going to be around these guys for the next three years of my life, I was going to become a party kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to be like, hey, if this is how I'm going to get attention, I'll do it. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. So that was the decision I made. My sister actually was already at that school, the mm-hmm. Christian school. My dad was a Bible teacher there. So it wasn't really that much of a stretch. Sure. Um, but then we, uh, yeah, we made that decision. And I, I mean, I think it was the, one of the best decisions I made. I look back at that and I go, I can't believe I made that decision as a 14-year-old yeah. or 15-year-old. Well, I don't know how many yeah, teenagers would be like, yeah, let me give up what I want to go do this. Like yeah. that's that's pretty pretty unheard of for the most part, I would well, say. Well, and then how many people are at Turlock High? I liked being around that many people. So then going to a school where I, I mean, yeah. I had, you know, I've been homeschooled. I went to public school where we had, I graduated eighth grade with a thousand kids and then graduated high school with like 34. So that's like crazy. a lot less attention. Vast yeah. differences and <laughs> yeah. like- yeah. What yeah. the schools were like. But I loved every, I had nothing bad to say about my years at Trelaw Christian. It was great. What, um, so your dad taught Bible there? He taught Bible there. Yeah. He never was my teacher. He okay. was always, so the year that he would have been my teacher would have been, was the year I was at Turlock high school. Was so. he the youth pastor when you were in the youth group? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Yes. So he was there like a he, lot. Of he my- experienced he experienced yeah. Richie and Garrett <laughs> so, and had plenty of times where he had to, to remove us from the room. Where you were distracting people? You're being Separate disruptive? YouTube. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he was a youth pastor uh, and a worship pastor. So he was the youth pastor up until I was like 15 or 16. Then he stepped out of that and became the, um, I don't know if his title was like the, I think he was the senior associate pastor after that. So he did okay. worship and then he was the kind of the, the kind of what Garrett Ward does here um, with Brett and, I mean, it's kind of combined, but yeah. How did that affect your relationship with the Lord or like you wanting to be in ministry or so how my, did that all come about? Yeah. My dad and I always have had a really good friendship. Like a, he, he used to make the joke all the time that he and I grew up together. And cause my, he's very <laughs> much a, he's very much a goofball himself. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he was built to be a youth pastor, at least for the time I he was. That. He's now, I guess he's, he's uh, at Turlock Christian again. He's running one of the pods where like the kids watch the zoom classes or whatever oh, in the right. room and he's just the chaperone of the room oh my god and my brother the other day is just like yeah he's just i think he's just like playing putt-putt with the kids and I'm like of course he is of course he is um so yeah my dad and i've always had a really close friendship and so i've always really appreciated what he did even if it wasn't i, I used to make the joke all the time like garrett what do you want to be when you grow up and i'm like i either want to be the worst basketball player in the nba because sure, let's yeah. be realistic. Yeah. I wouldn't, have, if I was going to get there, I <laughs> wasn't going to be any better. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to be any better than the worst. Uh, so I'm like, cause then you just get paid a lot. Yeah. Of money yeah, to that's watch not basketball. That sounds amazing. I don't see it. <laughs> well, I mean, you if you travel, like sports, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Travel the world. And you know, that, so I was like, I'm either going to be the worst basketball player in the NBA or probably a youth pastor, you know, like just yeah, follow okay. my dad's footsteps, which I literally have to the T um, youth pastor wow. then became a worship pastor. Um, and so I think like having the good relationship that I had with him made it to where that was a good impact. I think it had, he and I not gotten along, I probably would have been a little more resistant to it, but because I appreciated him so much as a dad, like he never missed a basketball game. He was there for everything. Mm -hmm. He was always, he wasn't like, he didn't coddle me or anything. Like if I got in trouble, 
it was like, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. you did it. And yeah. that's, <laughs> you got to deal with the consequences now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it wasn't like he was, uh, overprotective or anything, but if I got in trouble, I had a good enough relationship with him to, to tell him like, Hey man, I screwed up and now I got suspended. And he's just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're suspended. Uh, all right, fine. You, you're grounded from your car for the time you're suspended. You know, I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> there was yeah so anyway so be, the fact that i had a good relationship with him i think was was helpful in the fact that um i appreciated his ministry yeah mm-hmm. and i loved being part of his youth group he was a great youth pastor too that was another That's thing cool. i saw how um, he got to take he got to take groups to disneyland and i'm like i want to go awesome. to disneyland yeah. as an adult yeah and yeah. call it ministry <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely something that i never did do that as a youth pastor but um yeah that was I was all for it, man. It was cool. Yeah. That's cool. What was your first job in ministry? Oh, um, so I, yeah, I was the, I mean, I volunteered in ministry in high school doing like the band stuff, like Mm -hmm. playing guitar and stuff and singing. I didn't like worship music growing up. If you guys, obviously, if you remember worship music in the nineties, there was a really, there's a rough, rough. (laughs) it's a rough patch in there. Um, and my dad, that was when my dad was a worship pastor. So I really (laughs) didn't like the music they had. And then that you had the guys like Tomlin and Redmond mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, the Hillsong guys, mm-hmm. uh, they all from the early two thousands up through, you know, 2007, 2008, they really bridged the gap between like yeah. terrible sounding worship music to like, Hey, this is actually pretty good. You could put on yeah. like a fun worship concert with this music. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, that made it easier to be part of worship ministry. But I started as a youth pastor, interim youth pastor at a church in Denair. Now Denair is a tiny, tiny town next to Turlock. And yeah, I've never even I've heard of it. I'm, heard from, the, of it. I'm yeah. from the Central Valley and I've never heard of that place. <laughs> That's why I looked at you like, do you know? Yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's I mean, it's it's small. That was where my parents were both born and raised. They graduated from Denair High School. Um, it's much smaller now. I actually coached basketball there later on. Um, before I moved to Santa Rosa, I was coaching there. But I started in youth ministry just as an interim part-time youth pastor of a really small church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up, I think six months after the interim was over, they hired me on for like a year or whatever. And then they just kept me around. Caitlin and I got engaged in 2011. And when I got engaged, I went to the church and I basically said like, I want to be full-time and would do worship and youth. Mm-hmm. So that was what I ended up doing. So I fell into worship ministry. And when I say I fell into it, I'm not joking. There was another guy there that was the worship leader. And there was just a Sunday. He just didn't, didn't show. He just didn't show up. <laughs> just didn't show up. <laughs> now, again, it's a small church. It's not like, it's not well, like if I just didn't show up here at no, Spring Hills, yeah. it would be more noticeable. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, he, so he didn't show up. And I had a, I'm like, I got my guitar in my, in my truck. I'll just go grab my guitar. And like, I know a couple things, but it was like, yeah, it was like youth group campy right. songs oh, yeah. that I knew, like, uh, like stirring me. Do you remember that one? Yes, <laughs> so like so. definitely a campy sounding yeah. song mm-hmm. and it was really bad. I mean, <laughs> I was in a bunch of, it was really bad. <laughs> I was in a bunch of like punk rock bands growing up. So it's all just like chunky power chords. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then just kind of the whiny punk voice. Yeah. So anyways, then uh, he didn't show up the next week. And so I did it again. And then I was like, 
I'm going to start working on this to make it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I started to learn some different songs and got a little bit you know, better at worship guitar mm-hmm. over the span of the next, I don't know, six months, seven months. And it became like, hey, this is, I like doing this. This is fun. And then I had Easter 2010. Uh, no, I had 2011 because Caitlin and I were, yeah, Caitlin and I were almost engaged. Uh, I had a band come that, because it was, a, again, small church. We yeah. didn't have a, a full band. But I had a ba- I had had a bunch of dudes come and play Easter service with me. Oh, that's awesome! And I had so much fun playing with a that's full band. So fun, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. This is more fun that's than cool. than youth ministry. And yeah. I was like, I was kind of I was kind of getting over youth ministry. Like you I I was not built for it. Um, it was fun for a little while, but I was just like, nope, nope. I'm done with this. Uh, and so then I planted a church with my dad in 2000, or my parents planted a church, and I was part of it. 2000. 13 or 14 and that was where I I basically took the step to being I'm the music pastor and that was mm. where I really tried to move forward with my my worship leading abilities so yeah. um yeah that was basically my you said how I started in ministry that <laughs> that no, was I like that that's where I wanted you to go with that. Yeah. that was the full story that was the basically. saga yeah, yeah. No, so yeah so just real quick um you mentioned you were in a couple punk bands I was we were terrible. Um, <laughs> what were the names of those bands? You don't want to know. Please, I do, uh, no. do want to okay. know. We do want to. Oh, what? I'm gonna. They probably Are they weren't appropriate. As, no, no, nothing inappropriate. <laughs> of course not. No, and Richie was the bassist. Uh, oh, fantastic! And we had lots of drummers because no one could keep up with me. We literally would drink like three Red Bulls before we'd go oh, on my stage. Gosh. And then That's we a were just idea. well, and we were hyper already. Yeah. We didn't need Red Bulls. Yeah. No. So it was just like our whole thing was like, well, we're not any good, so let's just be entertaining. That was okay. like so oh, that okay. was what it was. So we talked to each other in the microphones and like in between songs, say things that only we thought were funny, mm-hmm. which made us laugh because nobody else thought it was funny. Everyone which else was then just would just be you. like entertaining. These guys are making fools of themselves. And then our friends all thought it was funny and whatever. So we were terrible musicians <laughs> uh, or songwriters, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we had a lot of fun doing. It. But names of the bands, um, I think one was called Lost Boy. <laughs> um, That's amazing. Uh, this, which was pre Fallout Boy. We did not yeah. know that Lost they exist, Boy. but it was just Lost Boy. And I think the reason was because we uh, just the. The Peter Pan, Lost Boys. I was going to say, like, It's, it's a nice Pan. mix of Lost Prophets and Fallout Boys. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like um, I think, I don't know, another one. I think we, Almost Heroes or something. Oh, that's um, a good almost one. Hate, I like that. I don't know. There was probably some decent ones and then some really bad ones, and then we, I don't know why we kept changing our band name. I'm not sure what that accomplished. I feel like that's, like, a pretty stereotypical, like, teenage band thing. Sure. It was, like, your, your band name changes a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when we got into college, it was, like, we went from being more, like, poppy punk to we got a little emo yeah there we <laughs> so, go yeah. there it is anyways fantastic yeah. well that's great thanks for sharing for that <laughs> sure. I, I, just, sure. I just really i really that was very important to me so if <laughs> uh, if richie does listen to this he's gonna be like how dare you forget about all our band names oh richie he's not gonna listen because yeah. you told everyone Sorry. he's bald i would like to know now a love story about how you met caitlin mm, it's magical um <laughs> I met Caitlin after I had moved home. We actually, when I got sick and moved home from Azusa, I was starting at CSU Stanislaus. That was her freshman year. So I met her some point during her freshman year because I was over at my mentor's house. His name's Kurt. Um, And I was really good friends with his 
nieces and his daughters. They, we all mm-hmm. went to school together and we were good friends. And their house was like the hangout place. Oh, yeah. So Caitlin was part of this group of friends that they had from CSUS. And they were hanging out over at Kurt's house. And I was there hanging out with Kurt, who's the adult, right? <laughs> Who also was mayor of Turlock for 18 years. Oh, wow. So oh I gosh. was there... I was there. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> no, Turlock's a big town. Like it's it's yeah. ninety thousand people or something. So, uh, but yeah. It was so it's funny that you're. I'm just picturing you sitting there with the mayor. With the, the mayor of Turlock, yes. Yeah. And uh, oh, hello, children. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was there hanging out with Kurt, and I got introduced to this the few new people from CSUS, and Caitlin was one of them. She was there with another guy who I thought she was dating. Scandalous. Found out later on she Weird. was not. Oh. But I do remember very specifically being like, ooh, she's cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got a boyfriend. All right. And then hung out with the mayor of Turlock. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, no big deal. Because, you know, it was just, yeah, no big, no, no big thing. Uh, <laughs> so that was like 2007, 2008 was the school year. So sometime in that range or whatever. 2010, she actually graduated really early from college. And they, we did this like barbecue graduation party for a bunch of our friends that were all graduated now and she was there and her and I had talked very briefly but I was at this point I was working in ministry and I was preaching the next day so I was like hey I got to go and work on my sermon and of course Caitlin's like oh you're a pastor cool Mm -hmm. and that she was appreciated that right then a few (laughs) months later she came to one of our intramural basketball games and there was a I'm not proud of this um, (laughs) but it's part of the story Basically, we had we were, we were playing in a game where we were playing against a team with a bunch of our friends. Mm-hmm. There was a, a a play where I stole the ball, I'm heading down the court. <laughs> I go, I was, I I jumped really high, um, so I dunked mm-hmm. all the time. So I went up to dunk, and one of my friends pushed my legs out from underneath me, and I fell like on my neck, Ooh. right in front, right in front of Caitlin. Oh, that's no. Good. And it made me so mad, obviously. That I got up and I was like looking at him, like, what are you doing, man? You're gonna break my neck. Yeah. And yeah. he said basically, like, don't try to don't try to dunk on me, I'll do it again, whatever. Which made me really mad. Ooh. Sure. So yeah. I did not react um in kind. I <laughs> <laughs> I was very aggressive. Now everybody held both of us back to where there wasn't actually like a fight. Sure. But I got kicked out of the game, obviously. Um oh. uh, my dad okay, my dad, this shows you who my dad is. <laughs> He, of course, he, uh, he and I did martial arts together for a long time. So he kind of just wanted to see me fight the guy. <laughs> so like, my hey, dad, I to see you throw a punch. My dad is standing over in the corner of the gym with his phone out recording it. <laughs> That's amazing. And so, oh and like, I, I like know, your dad even more now. I know that he was just waiting. He's like, I want to see Garrett deck this dude. <laughs> um, so anyways, I felt so terrible. Now I wasn't like, I wasn't cursing or anything, but it was definitely not one of my, proudest moments um and i had started messaging people and you know calling them and and apologizing to my friends for the way that i because i was a youth pastor i Mm -hmm. felt i really did was just like i should not have reacted that way like that wasn't good and so i started apologizing to people caitlin was one of the few people that was like uh are you okay because obviously like landing on your neck she knew it was and we started talking that way and i just started getting interested in her yeah and her roommate was one of my teammates uh was dating one of my teammates so there was Perfect. like an easy there you go so mm-hmm. i told him i'm like hey uh what's her deal and <laughs> so they set us up basically they were like they had the uh 
situation where they're like, hey, everybody come over, watch the World Series. It was when the Giants won the World Series in mm-hmm. 2010. And uh, I know you don't care, but you knew about that. Uh-huh, um, you pointed to me, by the way, just so everybody knows. Brennan does not, yeah. <laughs> sports. Sports. Yay, go sports. Not the, not, the one who, not the one who's married to a former professional baseball player. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, they set up this scenario where all the all of us were hanging out in the same place. And then that night I asked her for a number, asked her out. We literally got married a year later. So That's we awesome. got engaged seven months later. And That's then what I was going to ask. You stole yeah. my question. We, yeah, it was it was uh, it was fairly fast. Yeah. But when you know, you know. When you know, you know. And you have children. We do. We have a little bit of children. Uh, <laughs> a little, a little just bit. Just a little bit. We, just a little bit. Bit. we just have a little bit of children. Five and a three-year-old. Um, so the five-year-old is yeah. just like Caitlin, and the three-year-old so is my cute. clone. <laughs> the three-year-old, and he is every bit of a disruptive goofball. He's going to get detention too. I think before we move on. Um, We've talked a little bit about your your ministry, getting into ministry. What about getting here to Spring Hills? How did that go? Basically, you know when God's working, right? This yeah. this I look back at this scenario and I go, this, there's no way this should have happened. Um, I had planted the church with my dad. I was the worship leader there. We had on a good week like 60 people mm-hmm. at the services, so very small. I had four people in the band. And it was like, if they were there, they were there. If they weren't, they weren't. It wasn't like scheduling out mm-hmm. band members. Just it was like, hey, you're going to be there this weekend? Great. We've got a guitarist or mm-hmm. we don't uh, or a bassist. And so leading up to this point, I had just kind of been like, yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen in ministry. That I didn't really think like, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the church plan. I don't know. It was just yeah. kind of a big unknown. Um, my wife's aunt, who Shelly Weber, who goes to Spring Hills, at Thanksgiving 2016, she had said, Garrett, I need to talk to you about something. And she said, our worship pastor left. You should apply. And I'm like, isn't your church big? And she goes, I mean, it's like 1,500 people. And I'm like, you know my church is like 50 people. Yeah, <laughs> and she goes, I think you should still yeah. you should still apply. And I was like, all right, well, uh, sure. I'm not really looking to move out of town, whatever. So I talked to my dad, I think the next day, uh, yeah, probably the next day. And he just goes, you 100% turn in your resume. Like, use the use yeah. this as an experience. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of thinking, like, well, part of me feels bad because I am I work with my dad. Mm-hmm. And he's now telling me to go turn in a resume somewhere. And, of course, my dad, being the unfailingly supportive father, was like, <laughs> they'll hire you. And I'm like, okay, sure, dad, thanks. <laughs> um, so then I basically, I had done one event where it was a larger event where we had a bunch of churches, kind of like citywide. Yeah. I had a video of me leading worship at that. Oh, nice. uh, so that oh, was nice. the only video that I had available to send to Brett. Now, Brett had gotten my resume from my, from Caitlin's aunt and called me like, I don't know, like a half hour later. And I mean, you, you know, Brett, like, Hey, Garrett, <laughs> uh, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Brett, Avlicotis. Um, so I, I talked to Brett for a few minutes and immediately was like, he was like, well, let's bring you up here and you can lead worship on it. And I'm like, what? what? Whoa. Yeah. And he had told me, I'm not going to tell the rest of, and I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I, I could be misremembering this a little bit, but he told me that he wasn't going to tell the rest of the staff that we're going to, you know, be helping make the decision mm-hmm. of the next worship pastor that I wasn't from a bigger church that yeah. I, he didn't want them to see my resume because it That's was funny. not shiny. Right. Sure. Uh, I, so anyways, I came up here. Gerilyn actually had been uh, flown in that mm-hmm. weekend to lead, and then they brought me up mm-hmm. with her. So we co-led that weekend. Oh, so cool. it was like five wow. people. Foreshadowing. 
Um, I know. Well, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that, which is, that's kind of funny, right? So I came here, it was December, 2016. And it was like immediately just, I, it did, I thought I was going to be super nervous. I mm-hmm. thought it was just going to be like, oh man, this is going to be a cool experience, but then mm-hmm. like, it'll be over or whatever. Right. And then while we were here, Caitlin and I are just like, man, this would be so cool if we actually got to do this. And I'm still just like, there's no way, like they've, they're going to have other candidates for this that are far more qualified for this. And I went through the weekend with a couple of, I think we met with Brett and Eve for lunch and then met with the staff for, I don't know, some kind of interview at Mary's that you couldn't hear anything. But uh, <laughs> so it, it was it was basically like, well, this would be great. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, like yeah. that kind of yeah. that kind of thing. And then Brett called me, I don't know, not like three days later or whatever and said, want to bring you up again. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So am I, and I asked him like, am I, are you guys seriously considering me? And he goes, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And so I came up and that was the weekend that I lost my voice. Yep. I was there for that one. Um, So again, I, up to this point had not really led bands, but I had led worship a ton because Mm -hmm. I was leading worship for three churches at this point back in Turlock. They just all met at different times, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Yeah. So I was doing lots of services every week. So I was used to that. Mm -hmm. But when I lost my voice, it was after the Saturday night service. And it was really because I had been a little sick. And Mm -hmm. then I went and did this two and a half hour interview where I'm talking at a big mm-hmm. table with yeah. Kiki and Sean yeah. Winardi and Brett. Yeah. Very, I was like, ah, yes, yeah. very yeah. vocal people. Yeah. And I'm talking, trying to talk yeah. at the volume that they are. Mm-hmm. And I left and it's like 11 o'clock or uh-huh. something like that. And I'm like, dude, I think my voice is gone. And I tried to sing in the car and I'm like, it's gone. Like I, I'm not gonna be able to do oh, no. this. So at like 6 a.m. I text like anxious, Brett. even though I know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Like, so oh, they actually terrible. called Andrea that morning, which it was your birthday. Um, it was my birthday. Yeah, so and to see if like you could come and help yeah. out because I text Brett at six a.m. and Kiki, and I said, guys, I don't really know what to do about this, but I lost my voice, and it was. I mean, there was like four people in the band, so it wasn't like there was another yeah. option. Yeah. And I said, but I'll be there. We're gonna make it work, and I'm just like very humbling because I'm like, this is going to be humiliating. There's going to be, you know, a thousand people here today and I'm going to squeak through this interview (laughs) worship service. Okay. Everyone obviously was extremely kind through Mm -hmm. the whole thing. We figured out like, I mean, thankfully I still had my lower register. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just Mm -hmm. sang everything an octave lower Mm -hmm. and was able to do that somehow. I can't even believe it because it was like, I, it was my voice was almost completely gone. Mm-hmm. And uh so after that it was kind of like they we still went out for for lunch with the band and like they kind of interviewed me uh with I guess not the whole band cuz you weren't me, here. Not me, I wasn't there. No, just the people that <laughs> well, had played it was my that birthday. weekend. Yeah, it was your maybe, maybe that's why. I was too cool for you. And uh 2 days later Brett called me and offered me the job. <laughs> and I literally was just like you're you got to be kidding. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Like a month ago I had been like Oh yeah, sure. I'll turn in my resume yeah. just for yeah. just for yeah. the experience. Now, the thing that really stands out to me in this whole scenario was the way that my dad handled it. Because my dad, being the pastor of the church that I was working at, there was no hesitation on his part to be like, "No, you apply, and if they offer it to you, you go. Like yeah. if God's yeah. opening a door, you go." Yeah. And I was like, "But dude, that's gonna leave you hanging. Like you're a small enough church as it is. Now you're losing your worship yeah. leader." And he's like, "No, God's gonna." God's going to provide here. Yeah. If that's where he wants you, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. And so it just seemed like, I mean, the 
that Friday, which happened to be our, and this is where my memory comes into like, where it's like, you've got a ridiculous memory. Garrett. So that was our anniversary was that Friday. And Caitlin and I came up here after we had accepted, because Brett, Brett called and he said, we'd like to bring you on staff. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, great, I'm in. And like, I had no other questions. So yeah, like, like, great. When John, when John Knapp was interviewing like two months later, and I had known John prior to oh, working right, here. Yeah. Oh, right. And uh, he, he was asking some very specific questions. And I'm like, oh, you're asking like adult questions. Okay, I don't know the answer to those. So you're going to need to call somebody else because I basically just said yes. <laughs> so they might be paying me in chiclets. I have no clue, but I'm going. Um, so we went up Friday and we found a house, the house we were in over mm-hmm. in Rica Valley. And we looked at it and within like, I don't know, seemed like two hours. Maybe it was a little longer than that. We got it. Dang. And then we moved in two weeks later and it like, it was just seeming like the, and apparently everybody was just like, you found a place that quick. I'm like, yeah, is that not normal here? And they're like, no, it's, I mean, people, we thought you might have a hard time finding a place. So we were here two weeks later and my family had moved in. So it just seemed like everything was just like stacking up to like, yeah, this is supposed to happen. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I remember being there that first. Yeah. You were. You, Jerry, both had started that weekend. Yeah, well, yes, that. But I remember the 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 worship service where you lost your voice um, because I think that was I'd been here been at Springhouse for a couple months at that point, uh-huh. and I was like, oh yeah, they're getting you know a new worship leader and stuff. And my first thought was like, man, that guy's voice is deep, low. Yeah, I was like, this dude's like a country singer. Well, and the thing is, my voice, I already have like a low voice. Yeah. Oh, that was that was something. One of the first questions Kiki ever asked me, and I know I mentioned this to you before. Yes. She said, so your voice sounds kind of country. Is that like your thing? And I just remember not knowing Kiki. Like, I've never met somebody like Kiki. Yeah. She's, She's a pretty very straightforward. unique person. Yeah. And uh, it was, it, it was a, that was probably like the biggest <laughs> transition for me was working with Kiki and like, Ashley. Whoa. Just because it was like, oh, you guys just say what you're thinking. Yeah. Great. It's great. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, like, I don't have to read into anything. If you're mm-hmm. mad at me, you will tell me you're mad at me. <laughs> I don't have to go, is that person mad at me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they'll tell you. So like working with them was really, uh, it was refreshing and then also kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> because they yeah. were not going to be afraid to say like, Hey, you don't sound good on that one. Yeah. So you're not going to sing that song anymore. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Like, great. Okay. Great. Yeah, okay. Thanks. And yeah. you know, you now I'm my, my skin is much thicker. Sure. Like they, I can take the, the criticism a little yeah. better, but the transition of going from, you know, a small church where I'm just making all the decisions just on my own to like working with mm-hmm. not just a team, but a team mm-hmm. that knows what they're doing. And is polished. One of the things that I appreciate the most about, maybe not the most, but at the moment, it was one of the things I appreciated the most was seeing that, that Brett planted the church and now is still leading this church. And a lot of his family is working with him. And to Mm -hmm. me, that spoke a lot about Mm -hmm. Brett as a leader, as a pastor, if you're able to work with your family, it's not easy. So Mm -hmm. like working with your family and the way that they work together so well was something I was really drawn to because I planted a church with my dad and sure. I know that yeah. there's even though my dad and, have, and I have a great relationship I know that there's there's struggles with that so yeah did that answer your question <laughs> I don't I honestly I think so don't remember what your <laughs> I don't remember what your question was no either. but yeah and then I do remember no, I was just I the question was actually how uh, I got to spring Hill. yeah and I do remember the first my first weekend journey. was your first weekend and also Jerry's. It was it wasn't my first weekend it was weekend. my first weekend living here right 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 so 
Yeah. Or no, no, no. It was my first weekend on staff. staff. It wasn't my first yeah. weekend leading here. It yeah, was the it was first, first one on staff. staff. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, some random questions. Yeah, let's do some random questions. Bring it okay. On. Well, I just have a random one I just thought of. What is your favorite TV show? Oh, we're gonna do that. Of um, all time. No, I'm just I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. This could be a long so, conversation. I just want I'll make it quick. One favorite. <laughs> You only get one. <laughs> she just wants me to, she knows the answer. Does she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's friends. I, yeah. Oh, wait. We did a friends trivia together. How did I not? Well, I did it. She just kind of sat there. Because he took over and no, just talked I didn't. over me. I didn't. You had, there was a couple people that you introduced me to that night that, what was the other guy's name? Ian. Ian. Ian and I were. Uh, they took over. Yeah. But it was great. It was fun. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I really didn't know as many answers as he did. Andrea liked at the beginning, liked to say that she could beat me in a friend's trip. Eh, she can't. And then no, it's stupid. Absolutely not. It's stupid. It's I have stupid. a, this is, well, I have a really, I have a crazy memory with movies and TV and basketball stats and just yeah. things like that. And you've also said you've watched friends. How many oh, times through? Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Are you sure? No, this is a Christian show. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's embarrassing. <laughs> no, it was one of those shows, you know, I mean, Friends was uh, one of those first shows, I think, that people really started binging. Yeah. Because oh, it was yeah. in the heyday of, like, the DVDs were coming out. Mm -hmm. And so people had them on DVD and stuff. So it was one of those things that was just constantly on in my dorm room. Yeah. Like, my roommate yeah. was always watching them. I had them all. I worked at a bookstore uh, when I was right out of high school. And so I had all these really good discounts that I could get on DVDs mm -hmm. and stuff. So I had all the DVDs and that's awesome. That kind of deal. You didn't read books. You just watched. Well, you weren't allowed to. How stupid is that? <laughs> I worked at a bookstore and you weren't allowed to read books there. What? Well, there was so much downtime, but you couldn't uh, well, read a that's book. That's true. Yeah. Like you that's had weird. to, you had to do something. You like, had to keep, don't you, you dust something. Wouldn't, I mean, I'm yeah. just thinking like, wouldn't it look good, good. if your employees yeah. were reading books that you wanted to sell to people like yeah. that i could read this book and be like hey this is a good book yeah. i feel like that's no the only you want place. me to just wipe right. down the counter 900 yeah. times today yeah that's oh yeah literally that's what, what I, was doing. I worked a video store and it was like that's yeah i mean andrea working at like a blockbuster it was called the video store <laughs> that's, wow it's not even a blockbuster that's the best part Didn't even. <laughs> oh yeah great yeah yeah that's stuff. cool oh. anyway this is not about me great mm -hmm. <laughs> uh Garrett, you also mentioned at one point earlier your Enneagram. You yeah. mentioned oh, yeah. Enneagram. Let's talk about that. What What is your uh, Enneagram number? Okay, so uh, I don't know the Enneagram as well as Andrea does. And my wife is also very interested in Oh, you're in big Enneagram. on Enneagram, huh? So I, am, I yeah. think personality, I love it. personality tests and stuff like that are fascinating. I've done a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I've done an Enneagram one, it's like I'm a seven. Okay. And which the, one's a seven again? The enthusiast. Oh, there you go. Thanks. I'm a seven. Also. I want to Are have you fun. This is wow. why Andrea and I get along, and why when Andrea told told me that I looked stupid, <laughs> that I laughed and didn't yeah. go, "Ouch, that hurt my feelings." No, right. I thought it was funny. And so, like, you can you can mock me and mimic me all sure. you want. I'm one of those people that's like, as long as it's funny, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. But if you're just doing it to be a jerk, yeah. then I, it's not cool. But if you're doing it to be funny, I mean, like you've been, in, you've been in the green room long enough to know that Jerry and I yes. do that to each other constantly. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so Enneagram 7, uh, Wing 6. Oh, mm -hmm. you know you're a wing. Too. Yes. Yeah. So Wing 6. That's mm -hmm. what, And that's where the organizational side of, mm -hmm. of my personality comes from, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty organized. 
Yeah, you are organized. You also like to change things around a lot, which kind of always throws yeah, me off. True. Like I came into the green room today and I was like, oh, so now what, there's another table. And Well, so what's funny about that is this probably doesn't are. move around as much as you guys think it does. But because you guys are only in here every now and then. Yeah, it, now, anyway. Like, you know, you're you're here, what? I mean, Brendan, you haven't been in the green room in months. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been months. So, like, you've probably... Well, yeah, you didn't, but we're doing the podcast now. That's why it's changed so much now. It's mm. because we're doing the podcast yeah. in here. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, hmm. Name five things about yourself that people may Ooh. not know. Oh, Let's great. do that. Speed round. We, Go. That we don't know. That you yeah. don't know. Yeah. What do yeah. we oh, not know? What do oh, we geez, not know? What you don't know. Well, it's okay. It's Is okay. That harder? It's That's okay. Harder. Well, probably because you guys know me enough yeah, to like you fine. guys have spent a lot of time i yeah. mean yeah um a lot of people don't know that i took ballet when i was younger i did know that so I, I, um, I didn't know that but i saw it on the questions and i was like so what? it wasn't it wasn't a uh and and i've actually i've mentioned this before um i mean a lot of people i don't that's not like some kind of secret but it's silly <laughs> because you go wait what and it was just for a basketball. It was the the basketball team I was on when I was younger, a travel team. We did ballet. Uh, in, we had ballet instructor show us some of the basics to help us with agility and balance mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is pretty mm-hmm. common during that like 1998, yeah. totally. 99 yeah. era. Yeah. A lot of professional basketball players were doing ballet techniques. I, I think now that. they just call it something different. Bar. Yeah, probably. Yeah, something, yeah. whatever it is. But Or they do they call know, it yoga, what? Pilates, Pilates, and Pilates or bar. Stuff. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I can do, uh, the, the pretty basics of ballet. I still remember, which is silly. Um, I, let's see. Um, I, I jumped off of a, uh, 95 foot cliff, uh, into a river up in Northern California. Yes. Uh, so up in McLeod, up near Shasta, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, it's called Fowler's. I think Fowler's. Yeah. And it's middle falls or something. And it's just really cool. It's, it's awesome. If you, if anybody's ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's amazingly beautiful, but there's a ledge that you can jump off of. Mm -hmm. And we would go there. We'd be in McLeod every year for a missions trip when I was in high school. And there's this ledge that's like a 40 foot jump into this really deep river. Yeah. So it was like, it was safe to jump in there as long as you were not jumping onto rocks. Right. Um, Well, (laughs) that wouldn't, that's the key that you might get scratched up there. Uh, and, I was in high school, so I'm stupid. And (laughs) my friend and I, Kyle, we looked up at the very top of this mountain and we thought, well, we could jump that. And so we went up to the top of it, which is more than double what the ledge was that we had been jumping off of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we stood up there and we were like looking down and we looked at each other and we're like, we have to just do it or we're not going to do it. And so we literally just like one, two, three and jumped. And it was, um, I mean, I'm guessing, so we have, we have pictures of it and we have a video of it. Mm-hmm. And like I, we were trying to figure out how high it was. Well, the waterfall is depending on the height of the river or whatever. The yeah. waterfall is like a 45 foot waterfall. And this is almost, this is, uh, or no, it's a little more than double the waterfall. Yeah. So it's like a 90 foot jump and it literally ripped straight through my shoe. Oh my oh. gosh. I, my arm slapped the water and I had a like, giant bruise oh on my, my arm. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, that was one of those things that was like, uh, when my family found out about that, they were like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You are so <laughs> stupid. But I've got yeah. the picture and the pictures to prove it and the video to prove it. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's another thing. I could never. Uh, no, me I did martial arts for a really long time. I did Shoshu Kung Fu and... Did that for a really long Shoshu time Kung. as far as like when I was a kid, I did it. And then mm-hmm. I did it again as an adult to 
get some exercise, but it was, I, lo- <laughs> I loved doing it. My dad is much further along than I am. He is, uh, yeah, he, he could hurt some people. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's something. Uh, I don't know what else to, man, is there any other things? I love doing impressions. I don't know if anybody, no? if that's something that you yeah. guys probably know that. I don't know what to say that you guys don't you, know. Well, it's okay, good. though. Those it's were good ones. You like oh, making lists? Oh, yes. So really if like I made a list lists? of my favorite things to do, making lists would be on the top of that list. Yep. Um, something else about me, I am wildly competitive. I hate to lose more than I love to win. That is definitely, like, ingrained in me. Like, I Is this with anything? Not, like, anything? Uh, Any probably game. depends on who it, who's yeah. involved. Sure. Yeah. So, like, if it's something where, like, with basketball, I hate losing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose. And I'm going to do anything I can to but make sure that But are you going to let your kids win a game or something? So are I'm you not competitive a, with my kids. But even when they get older and, like, you can play basketball with them, are you going to go easy I'm on gonna them? I'm going to shut them down. Gonna, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. They're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, kids. Okay. No. Now we know the level Sorry, kids. competitive. No. Yeah. No, but, like, now when we yeah. play games and stuff, it's like. Well, now they're really little. But they're super small. And so yeah. we play games and it's like yeah. you're going to let your kids win yeah. because it's fun. But, yeah. So I am very competitive. Um. I don't know what else to tell you guys about that's me. Good. That's no, good. That's good. I stuff. think you did great. great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. This has been super fun. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that you had fun. <laughs> Take over uh, your show here. Hey, but I <laughs> think we did a great job. I think so too. You. We'll see. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll, you know, uh, take over again at some point for maybe. another topic. If you're lucky, we um, will. Because, yeah. you know, I think they're going to like us more than they like you. Sure. Which, <laughs> maybe. you know, maybe. we can we can let them decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Remember, yeah. I am competitive. So if you yeah. beat me, yeah. we're not friends anymore. Well. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Garrett's not going to schedule me for worship services anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after this and podcast. And we never saw Brendan again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a little farther than I thought it would go. Netflix documentary. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll do a little wrap up here just because I know. Because <laughs> you know what you're doing. I know what I'm so doing. <laughs> no, so we, we've been doing these one-on-one interviews purely because we want people to get to know the staff. Yeah. That's the goal here. I was like, well, I, w- I wasn't going to, like I said, wasn't going to interview myself. So I came to you guys. I was like. Would you guys interview me? And I said, this is sort of an awkward, what did I call it? What kind of question did I call it? An arrogant question? No, a weird question. Uh, you, I might, don't, you might use sure. arrogant. I don't know. Although it I, felt I really weird to but. say, well, you guys interview me and ask me <laughs> questions about me. Like it just is like, <laughs> let's talk more about me. Yeah. And uh, it just felt weird. But I appreciate you guys doing this because yeah, I didn't know, wasn't sure how I was going <laughs> to, how I was going to pull this one off. But um, yeah, hopefully as far as getting to know the staff, we've got a bunch of one-on-one interviews on the podcast feed, but I also want to say we're, we're expanding the podcast in a lot of ways. So I'm kind of excited about this. This is why I'm talking about it. Started doing the podcast back in March, right Mm -hmm. when COVID started. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to start expanding it to a lot of uh, different topics. So we'll talk about marriage. We'll talk about parenting. We'll talk actually on Thursday, we're bringing in uh, Patricia and Nikki, and we're going to talk about, the challenges that teachers have right now. And then we're bringing in also with Patricia and Nikki will be, um, Brittany, who's a a mom here and she homeschools. So we're going to talk about parenting and and teaching and the struggles, try to encourage teachers and try to encourage parents during a very frustrating. Well, Mm -hmm. Brennan, you're an educator. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you know, that it's, I mean, and Andrea, you've become an educator. I have. Because of your kids. You've been forced to. Um, But my point is we're going to try to expand into a lot more felt needs. Like, like That's things cool. that people need to need to uh, be encouraged by and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, marriage, finances, parenting. We'll do it. I'm going to do a series called Tough Questions, um, nice. which is basically just like you know what does the Bible say about cool. such I and such, that. you know, yeah. and 
um, kind of like the series that we do, the the You Asked For It series that mm-hmm. we yeah. do. Um, and then next week, I'm doing an interview with Brett and Eve. It's going to be a four-parter on the story of Spring Hills. So um, a lot of cool stuff. My point, what you made me think of this when you said we'll take over sometime. My point is I do want to get other people that can do this, people that want to do it. I'm not going to force you to do it. but So you're saying this is our interview? Well, not really. Oh. Um, beca- but <laughs> I want to find people because if I sit here and I do an interview with somebody about a topic that I know nothing about, I'd rather yeah. have people that are you know informed on that topic yeah. run the conversation. Because if it's just me talking about something I'm not informed on, it's not going to be as good. So sure. anyways, that's my point. Um, so it'd be really cool, especially when it comes to like, the stuff like teaching and, and things like that where you're a little more mm-hmm. um i mean educated no pun intended <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on what that's like i don't know what it's like to be a teacher so uh i don't know the struggles that everybody's dealing with so i'm going to interview teachers mm-hmm. but i'm not going to have a whole lot to say because i don't have any input i don't know how to encourage a teacher that's frustrated right now so i do need more people that are going to be willing to to host these kinds of things so yeah great that was why uh, you awesome. reminded me of it yeah andrea doesn't seem like she wants to do it <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Spring Hills Podcast. Don't forget, you can join us this weekend, 5.30 Saturday, 8.15, 9.30, and 11.15 on Sunday. So join us then. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Brennan and Andrea, say bye. Bye. Bye, guys. No, better than that. Oh, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> better no, that than good. that. That was good. Bye. <laughs>